0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap. APW, Stuart Williamson here at the helm. It's 22nd of October 2021. This week I'd like to talk, if I may, about the, ho- the global housing market. How many people view it now as broken and it's dividing entire countries. This is the view of Bloomberg, came out with a report this week, uh, dated the 20th of September and they go on to say, the dream of owning a home is increasingly out of reach. Democratic and authoritarian governments alike are struggling with the consequences. They say soaring property prices are forcing people all over the world to abandon all hope of owning a home. And the fallout is shaking governments of all political persuasions. So basically they've looked all over the world and they said, okay, what are house prices doing and how is that affecting governments and how is it affecting generations? and they basically say that it's pretty grim. It's a ph- phenomena that has been given wings, as they say, by the pandemic. And it's not just buyers who are out there suffering, it's also rents. Rents are going through the roof in many cities. The upshot is apparently issue of housing costs has become, become one of housing inequality. And that whole generation, Bloomberg say, is at risk of being left behind We are witnessing sections of society being shut out of parts of our city because they can no longer afford apartments according to Berlin Mayor Michael Mueller. He said that's also the case in London, in Paris, in Rome and now unfortunately we're starting to see it in Berlin. This sort of exclusion of the haves and the have-nots is rapidly making housing a new fault line in in politics and one that can have a lot of repercussions we're not aware of as yet. The leader of Germany's Verde Union called rent in the 21st century, the equivalent of bread prices as a historic trigger for social unrest. You know, if bread used to get too too expensive and people couldn't afford to eat, then it would cause unrest. And if you remember the famous Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake. Okay, this is what they're saying, that property prices are causing similar problems around the world. Politicians are throwing all sorts of ideas at the problems. They're talking about rent caps, special taxes on landlords, which we're seeing in the UK, nationalising private property, turning vacant offices into housing. And we're seeing that in the UK as well as more PDR, permitted development rights, uh, properties being turned into flats. Um, It seems to be no easy fix anywhere, which, you know, you can imagine it's very difficult to change a whole lifestyle on its head and create some solutions for it. So... Look at some of the country examples. South Korea, President Moon Jae-in's party struggled in mayoral, mayoral elections this year after failing to tackle a 90% rise in average price of an apartment in Seoul since it took office in 2017. The leading opposition candidate for next year's presidential vote of warns of a potential housing market collapse if interest rates are a rising rise. China, has increased restrictions on real estate sector this year and speculation is mounting And property tax will bring down prices. Cost of a Shenzhen apartment, which we know is the equivalent of China's Silicon Valley, was equal to 43.5 times a resident's average salary as of July. A disparity that helps explain President Xi Jinping's drive for common prosperity. In Canada, Justin Trudeau has promised a two-year ban on foreign buyers if re-elected, so no foreigners can buy into, into Canada. Overall, the pandemic has stoked the global housing market to, to new fresh records of height of the last 18 months through a mix of low interest rates, poor housing production, shifts in family spending, shifts in lifestyle choices, and fewer homes being put up for sale. And while that's great for existing owners, prospective buyers are finding it very hard to get in. Some great quotes from Don Layton, who used to be head of uh, Freddie Mac, the u s mortgage giant. He said, "We're witnessing a major event that that should not have shrugged that should not be shrugged off or ignored." He wrote in at the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard uni in the u s nominal house prices are more than thirty percent above the previous peaks in the 2000s. and government policies aimed at improving affordability and promoting home ownership are actually stoking prices, according to Layton. They're not actually dampening them. So trying to make it more equal is making more people jump onto the housing ladder and make it more difficult. Therefore, housing affordability is getting worse. The result in America, as elsewhere, is a widening generational gap between the baby boomers, people like myself, who are statistically more likely to own a home and the millennials or Gen Z, who are watching their dreams of buying one go up in smoke. Existing housing debt may be sowing the seeds of the next economic crunch if borrowing costs start to rise. Nuraz Shah of the Bloomberg, of Bloomberg Economics compiled a dashboard of countries most of the threat in the real estate bubble, and he says their, their risk gauges are flashing warnings at intensity not seen since the 2008 financial crisis. And so the solutions governments may try and avoid penalizing even renters or homeowners. That's difficult. So, what are they doing? Sweden's the government introducing changes that would have abandoned traditional controls and allowed more rents to be set by the market trying to make it more free free enterprise and they collapsed in june in berlin an attempt to tame rent increases was overturned by a court campaigners have since collected enough signatures to force a referendum on seizing property from large private landlords the motion goes to vote on september the 26th okay which oh, it's already been uh, the city government on Friday announced it would buy 15,000 apartments from two large corporate landlords for 2.46 billion euros to expand supply. Anthony Breach for the Centre of Cities think tank has even made a case of a link between housing and Britain's 2016 vote to quit the European Union. Housing inequality, he concluded, is scrambling our politics. So, as they say, as these stories all show, there's a lot of potential upheaval out there. So let's look at specifically at the UK, is it chronically broken as Bloomberg suggests? Well, this is why you must almost take, always take news with a pinch of salt. The UBS real estate bubble index, Union Bank of Switzerland, OK, analyzes resident property prices in 25 major cities around the world. In a 2021 edition, it looked how housing prices in the urban centers have continued to climb, which is noteworthy for two reasons. First, because city life was suffered. By the pandemic and the remote the rise of remote working and second because housing affordability in cities was already heavily strained and yet the lack of affordability of home ownership has evidently not been obstacle to price increases. Record low financing costs and the entrenched expectation of long-term value gains have made owning a home so appealing that the price and debt level don't seem to matter. So that's the truth isn't it? If the damage owners is at 36,000 Is it going to go up or down? There's every chance you could have a correction. Will your property go down in value? It might do, but the mortgage will still be paid off. So if you look at the UBS, um, what do they call it? Global Real Estate Bubble Index. And what they do is they look at what percentage of earnings it takes for you to service your mortgage. And then it attaches a a value to that. And if it's above 1.5, you are at bubble risk. If it's below one, sorry, below 0.5, you're at fair value. Now there are only three countries at fair value, Singapore, no sorry, Madrid, Milan, Warsaw, and only one undervalued, Dubai. So where would you expect London to be? After all this talk about the UK being in a bubble and housing crisis, it's all broken, you'd expect London to be right at the top. Well, it's actually not. It's at uh, number 15 out of 25. At the top is Frankfurt, Toronto, Hong Kong, Munich, Zurich, Vancouver. So yes, you can see a lot of G- a lot of German cities up there. At the same time, you've got Vancouver, Canada, Sweden, Paris. So the UK isn't actually right up at the top. In fact, it's right in the middle of the lower section, lower quartile. That's the term, isn't it? Of being overvalued. So that's quite extraordinary. And so let's compare that. Actually, I thought well we'll look at that and let's sort of compare it to, to last year. And a 2020 um, survey had London further up. It was at number nine. So it's just below the bubble risk. So it's actually fallen, value, fallen in risk level in the UK. Whereas Munich, Frankfurt, Toronto, Hong Kong, Paris are all still up there at the top. So there we go. Things to consider. Is the global housing market broken? Is it dividing entire countries? Yes, it is. And that is an issue. Um, it needs to be fixed. We need to have more houses being built and they're not. Is it going to be lead to a bubble in the short term? Potentially in some countries it certainly is. Is it going to in the UK? I don't believe so. I believe it'll be a, a two years after this of general three or four percent growth and then it'll just stop and just carry on flat as we start into the next 18-year cycle. So there we go. That's the view from APW Towers. Thank you for listening. Do take care. Bye.